following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, we often talk about, well, when it comes up on the program, we talk about the topic of uh, domestic abuse, domestic violence, and uh, there is, mm-hmm. as we've heard, a lot of um, misunderstanding about that. Just some confusion about the terms and what constitutes, you know, certain levels or, or degrees, I guess, of of uh, those those terms. So, could you uh, shed some light on those? Um, well, okay. Um, when you hear domestic violence, sometimes it's also called family violence. Hmm. Uh, those are legal terms uh, for physical, spousal abuse, uh, child abuse, elder abuse, or any other physical abusive relationship within the home or the family. And um, this domestic abuse refers to a pattern of coercive and or... um, sometimes violent behaviors exercised by one adult in an intimate relationship with another. So, and and there's something important here. This is not an issue of what is called marriage problems or irreconcilable differences that would be resolved by conflict, typical conflict resolution. It is not a pattern that ends on its own. Um, What I'm talking about is um, there needs to be intervention. And it's something that affects everyone in the family. It bridges all levels of, I'll say, society, uh, racial, religious. It's not just in one area. Uh, Geographic, economic... Uh, it undermines the value of the other person and seeks to dominate others. It, uh, the problem is, it escalate, if not stopped, it escalates in intensity and frequency. And it, typically, there's a part of it that has to do with verbal abuse and and making the other person not feel valued. Um, there's emotional abuse. Sometimes it's passive emotional abuse, such as avoiding um, expressing true feelings with you, or it would be um, unwilling to take the fair share of responsibility um, or brooding, you know, sulking. Uh, it can be actually um, different, certain kinds of actions that are not verbal, but it'd be like taking the car keys of the other person, uh, constantly checking up on another person, um, all kinds of things, uh, which makes the other person not feel valued. And I, I will just say, the, when, when you think of physical abuse, 
sometimes it's an issue. Uh, it, it can be pushing, shoving. Um, it doesn't have to be. A lot of people think they assume it's. Well, there have to be bruise, bruise marks, uh, or or cuts, um, black eyes, or whatever. No, not at all. Anything that expresses anything that is imposing your physical uh, strength against the other person. And that can mean, you know, uh, confining a person. Um, it can be literally just grabbing another person um, and and that means you know holding somebody down, and because it is force against another person, as well as it can be harming pets, killing pets. It, it in order to hugely um, intimidate the other person, but it's you know the pinching. Punching, pulling hair, um, just, you know, to, to the most extreme of all. And uh, it can be using a weapon, phys just physically holding a weapon, um, a gun on another person. I know a man who did that over and over, but I didn't realize that was going on at the time. But it's very intimidating. So I think... There are times when somebody is not even aware that they are victims of physical abuse when it, it when they're just being um, pushed and you know put, even pushed up against the wall or, or whatever that is that is wrong that is not allowed in our our country, the United States of America, uh, because that's using force against another person, even though you don't see uh, the bruise marks or uh, a, a slash of a knife. No matter what, there's a whole different way that God wants us to treat one another. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. 
Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in just a moment. We'll get to our caller in just a moment. And uh, if you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, there are over 100 of our keys for living that will help you to address what's going on in your life. If there's uh, some situation you're struggling through and you'd like to get some of our materials that would apply to that, just talk to customer support about that, and uh, they'll be happy to recommend some of our resources for you and get the right ones in your hands or maybe to show you on our website and give you an option there to take a look at some of our free resources on again on our website at hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find all of our resources, keys for living, as well as the uh, quick reference guides that would be those shorter treatments right there on the website. Well, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You can talk to them anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And again, they'd be happy to hear from you. Our Keys for Living, as June was talking about the topic of domestic violence, and uh, that we do have materials on that called There's No Excuse for Abuse. And uh, that is available by calling customer support again at 800-488-HOPE. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we have a listener in New York listening on WITK. We welcome back to the program tonight, Frank. Well, Frank, hi. I'm so glad we were able to talk again. Uh, June, um, likewise, and I was happy when uh, Jeff called me and said uh, I could um, continue uh, my conversation with you, so thank you for, for taking my call again, and the first four or five minutes of the program tonight um, was sadly right up my alley, and I realized that um, mm. in the nine years of my marriage with my um, Russian wife, who I met in the church in Russia while I was teaching English, that I have given my wife some some bouts of verbal abuse, and... Um, I, I take um, ownership of that. Um, I've uh, asked the Lord's forgiveness, my wife's forgiveness, um, and I was um, almost two years ago this month when my wife said I'm taking six-year-old David at the time and Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leaving you, and um, at that time never said the word divorce. Um, but then I 
find out a year later I'm issued the divorce papers and were to, um, after a number of adjournments, Tuesday the 15th, the court is back in session, and this will be the first time it's non-virtual, so we'll be uh, face-to-face. Wow. And a question for... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening carefully to what you're saying. Now, you said a year ago, two years ago she left. A year ago she served divorce papers. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, um, more uh, May of uh, 2022, so it would be uh, about 15 months ago the divorce papers came. Okay. Mm. And I say to myself, um, there's these adjournments, and the Lord is up to something, and meaning something, something good. And I, I know that um, God hates divorce, and as um, uh, two Christians, um, I, I know that my wife knows biblically it's wrong, um, but uh, she cannot point to any of God's words in the Bible that uh, show that I have um, broken of any, any God's laws regarding marriage. And I asked you if and I've said, told my wife this, that if my wife divorces me, and I told her if she, if she succeeds, I will re- wait and pray to remarry you. And I've made that clear to her. And I've also thought, like, what do I do if I find her romancing with another man? And unsolicited, a couple times, our David, when he was with me, would speak about a Paul, and who is this Paul? Well, he took us to the movies, and finally, after many months, my pastor said, Patrick, Frank, I think it's time for you to approach your wife and ask about this Paul, and I did, and she said, Frank, we're separated, and I don't think I need to divulge any of that information. I said, well, we are still legally married. So if there indeed is another man in her life, you know, I guess if this divorce does go through, when do I say enough is enough, or when do I quit, so to speak, pursuing her? When you say those words, enough is enough, are you saying that you would, uh, does that mean if you went by that, or that then you would not keep trying to pursue her. Is that, in essence, what you're saying? 
or or tell me what you mean by enough is enough. Well, it would it would it would break my heart if I find out that she has some type of close friendship, romantic relationship with yes. another man, and it's mm-hmm. a big reason why she decided to depart from me. And if that is the case, do I keep going before the Lord, believing that restoration is possible, remarriage is possible, because I know it happens. I've read stories. I've heard stories. Yes. Uh, Or do I say, let her go and move on with my life? Okay. And I I say Mm -hmm. this to you, June, or I ask you this question all the while, two years of a lot of pain, believing, as we're getting down to crunch time, so to speak, that a miracle will happen. God, uh, my wife will, God's Holy Spirit will come upon her in such a way she'll, she will realize and forgive me and um, understand even wrongdoing she, she has done and for David and the family to come back to me and 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 try to work on this marriage and keep it together. So I'm still trusting, believing, praying for, for this miracle. Okay. Um, my answer to you is going to be in a different vein. And it's going to be first for you to do any kind of spiritual inventory or or just any physical inventory of anything that you have done that you need to ask forgiveness for. But that means being very specific um last time when we talked and by the way you were very articulate you were very thorough in your description of what had happened and I appreciate that um there was something at the very end of our conversation um that you said and that's the only thing that really concerned me very concretely Um, I'm going to describe exactly what you said um, because I hear clearly you want to be married you want to be personally living with your wife and you want the best relationship you could possibly have with her as well as your son absolutely and that that is very clear, and I understand that. Um, one thing that you said at the end, and you were going to be very candid here, 
but uh, let, let me let me verify one thing. I know there was a mention of a domestic uh, uh, order of protection, a restraining order. Now, was 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 that 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 was that something that your wife had with another person, or was that you? No, the order of protection it is against me, and it, it is continues. It began on June twenty sixth where I cannot have and I have not had any contact with my wife or my eight-year-old son or our eight-year-old son. Mm -hmm. And what is the reason that she gave for this restraining order? Okay, there, there is, um, and I have it before me, um, 53 statements, many of which are factual, such as we married in 2014 in Russia, we came to America on this date, um, David was born, a number of facts, and then a number of allegations, uh, many uh, of which are either uh, false or one-sided or kind of facetious um, and uh, for example um, she uses uh, Patrick is uh, has become an ultra Christian um, he has friends calling me and texting me that I have no right to break up the family where I only had one close Christian friend speak with her about this, not more than one. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, yes. let me do this. Uh, we're going to have to take a break. And I just, I want to say that the most important thing for you is to be candid, candid about anything that you know was wrong. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. 
we are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of domestic violence, as we're talking about that on tonight's program, just call our customer support team. They're at 800 488 Hope anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll be uh, happy to get that material into your hands or whatever of our materials that would help you the most and to help you uh, to understand a situation that you're in. And they would uh, be, be glad to recommend some of those and uh, send them on their way. Let me recommend one of our keys for living, and it is called domestic violence. There's no excuse for abuse. Customer support is at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You can also email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org and ask your questions there regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Again, that email address is customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Org. Let's return to tonight's conversation with Frank. Okay, Frank, um, let me tell you where I'm going with this. As long as she can hold something against you that she is thinking about concretely, then th- think, think of balancing scales. On one side, it's um, blame. And the other side is, is guilt. The, the, the point is, as long as she can blame you for something that's very specific that she is thinking about, then she doesn't feel guilty about what she's doing. That, that, that offsets uh, the guilt that she, where she may have been wrong. And what I'm saying is, your job is going to be, and the scripture says, I confess my sin. There, there, there's, there's a great deal about us being candid and not changing the truth, not covering up anything. And the reason I'm saying that is if she feels that she is being... Um, that 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 whatever you have done wrong, you've not made right. Um, you know, it's like then that will not warm her heart, even if you say I love you and I'll love you forever. Uh, even if something happens, I'm just going to wait. 
Um, she will need the the thing that can make a difference is what is called repentance. Repentance is a change of mind with a change of direction. Now, the reason I'm being very specific about this is toward the end of our last talk, you said, and I'm going to believe you on this, you said, I never struck her. I never hit her. And then you said, well, on one occasion, I picked her up. I moved her from one chair to another. You said, I, I was just frustrated, so I picked her up. But I never struck her. Okay, you never struck her. You never hit her. But you use force against her. That is considered domestic abuse. That is considered domestic violence. It's force against her. I'm assuming she didn't want to be picked up. Is that correct? That's correct. And I'm, <clears throat> she will never forget that, and I understand that, and I am completely guilty. Okay. That, so my point is, she may not forget it, but there are a lot of things we don't forget, but we can forgive. My point of, of specifically saying that is, I my suggestion is for you to make a list of, and first go before God. God, bring to my mind anything where I have been wrong. The issue is not where she has been wrong. It's where you have been wrong. And you do this with humility when there is an opportunity, now, if you have an order of protection, um, or she has that against you, you've got to figure out when you can do this, or what is the the appropriate means. Um, you can write a letter if that is allowed by the law, unless they have a, they have not. Uh, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not permissible right now. No, yeah. okay. No communication. I, In fact, my sister stopped to speak with her, and uh, the the judge said that's not allowed. And I okay. said I'll make sure that no family members have any contact with her or my son. So yeah, that I'll be as candid, candid, and transparent before the Lord. Uh, when I will get this chance um, to be as candid and transparent before my wife, I don't know when. I hate to use the word if. Yeah, well, the reason I'm saying this, listen to the, the scripture. This is what Jesus presented in what is called the Sermon on the Mount. He said, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother, or in this case your sister in Christ, has something against you, leave your gift there. In other words, forget about giving the gift in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. In other words, 
when we know somebody has something against us uh, and we are clear <laughs> that we're in the wrong, I, we are to go and ask forgiveness, which can result in reconciliation. It's the building block. The most important is to admit wrong. And when somebody is in a position, in opposition to us. So do you understand that any force against her, I understand you didn't strike her or hit her, but to use force to pick her up, to move her, and I don't know if this is the only incident. Um, were there any other incidences where there was a put, put, uh, pill, uh, pinning her down or doing anything that was force against her? June, as I was thinking this evening about uh, force and abuse, Shortly after we were married, and this is a couple months, we were still in Russia, mm -hmm. and I, I made contact with her. I think it was basically the same. I, I picked her up and moved her, and I know I did it back about five years ago when we were here in America living. And, and I, I remember she... She um, was probably a, a month or maybe two months pregnant, and it was terrible guilt I felt for for raising my voice and grabbing her and and moving her. I I don't recall what uh, started this. I, I she may remember, but she said to me, I, I'm, I will call the police. And my thought was, oh boy, the police come here. I can handle an American police officer, but a Russian police officer comes in here and looks at my passport. Oh, please. Um, Olga, don't call the police. And she did not. I, I don't even recall what it was about, but in answer to your question, I would say it was just those two times, and she will never forget them. Mm -hmm. And she did She did say before the judge, he has it in writing, Frank has never physically hit me. But she did say one time, and I remember the time I, I raised my arm, and she thought I was going to strike her. And I felt mm -hmm. so bad that she did not believe me that I said to my wife, I was not going to strike you. I raised my arm like in defense or something or agitation, but I said, I was never going to strike you. And she did not believe me. And she's got it written down here before, you know, this affidavit. And it mm -hmm. hurt so much. But, Does, maybe she but, thought but see, if but I if you're going to because on 
two past incidences, I I physically moved her, which is mm-hmm. wrong, and it's it's abuse. Well, I think that this is vital that you admit that where she knows that you have sorrow over doing this and that, you know, I can understand many people think, well, but I didn't, you know, she doesn't have a black eye, she doesn't have bruises, whatever. That's not the issue. It is any force against another person. And as a male, most males have much more upper body strength than females do. And no matter what, this is the classic thing of when a person gets angry. Have you ever heard this? You turn, you count to ten, you walk away. Have you ever heard yes. doing yes, that? Similar. Yeah, similar. Yes, you, you and, get yourself away from the situation. Right. Yes. And it's so that you can <clears throat> think with a cooler head if, if the person you're angry at, and regardless of what has gone on, um, when it moves to physical, um, it's just typically that men have much more strength and um, don't have the ability, the, the women, these females, don't have the ability that, I mean, there are certain things you can do if you know self-defense, <clears throat> but um, that's not the point. The point is we're talking about you doing what is right for you in terms of being very specific. You could say, I realize I've, I've gone before God. I really want to come into a full awareness of where I have been wrong. And now I realize that two times I have picked you up and moved you. Now, I don't know if she would call it just picking her up and moving her. I don't know what, how she would describe it if I were talking with her. And I would say, what are you holding against Frank? Would you be specific? No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. We're talking about the topic of domestic violence tonight, and we have resources on that very topic called There's No Excuse for Abuse. That's domestic violence. There's no excuse for abuse. And you can talk to customer support. If that resource is of interest to you and you'd like to get that into your hands, they can help you. The number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Maybe there's an uh, an the situation in your life, you'd like to talk with June about that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. We welcome your call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, you'll just leave a message for us. We'll get back as soon as possible to talk to you about your questions and see what kind of direction uh, you would like to, to uh, understand your situation, what help you need, and uh, schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. We do have availability in the next few days. So we'd like to hear from you. Again, the number 800-917-800-644-4817. Returning now to tonight's conversation with Frank. Well, Frank, I would want, if possible, for there to be the reconciliation that you desire. And I hear your heart. And I know um, you would want to do what would be needful. But I'm gonna, I'll just say, regardless of how much someone else has been wrong, meaning your wife, You are responsible to ask forgiveness for your own amount of wrong. As I quoted a few minutes ago, it's in Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Jesus said, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that uh, someone has something against you, leave your gift in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled, then come and offer your gift. So the point is, as much as it would be good to do some spiritual act, God, you know, Jesus, who is God, is saying, no, if someone has something against you, you've got to do your part. And the concept here, I mentioned these these balancing scales. If she can blame you, 
for something that you've not asked forgiveness for, then she won't feel guilty about anything she's doing wrong, is doing wrong, or has done wrong. And when instead you ask forgiveness, this is where you, you humbly ask forgiveness for the specific sins, and if forgiveness is extended, your guilt is removed, and uh, I'm going to call it the blame game is over. When your blame is lifted off the other person's um, scale, uh, the weight of that person's guilt comes down heavier and heavier because the blame is gone, and then the guilt of her doing anything wrong will be more, much more pronounced. And that's why typically the other person, if you ask forgiveness, then it's not unusual for the other person to ask, well, will you also forgive me for whatever it is? And the other person responds, yes. Um, so in a spirit of humility, the Spirit of God can use your humble heart to bring godly conviction to your offender's heart. Does that part make sense? Yes, very much, June. This is so helpful because I, I can understand more clearly now that the my guilt or the, the blame that she has um, for the offense of me having, you know, physical contact with her and hurting her probably more than I can even imagine has, has, um, like you say, offset the, the balance. Yes. And, uh, she does not feel maybe guilt in some areas where I think she should because mm -hmm. what I have done, if I can say, outweighs the wrong yes. that, that she has done. Is that correct? You, the way I you've got it. it. You've got it. And yeah, this is so, so, so helpful, and I'm so familiar with the, the Scripture um, about presenting your gift at the altar. Mm -hmm. And I, I know, I know that in, in my wife's heart, she, I believe that, of course, she can only answer this, but I believe that she thinks that, um, my, like, kind of kiss and make up and, or the, you know, the asking for forgiveness is, is, is not, is not real, is not really true. And therefore she has, you know, she runs and I try to catch up and lasso her and the more I chase, the farther and the faster she runs because she thinks I'm I'm not being true and truly repentant and sorrowful, I think. Yeah. Well, I think 
just even now for you to have your eyes open to see that, yes, you're saying, oh, I didn't strike her, I didn't hit her, but you did use force against her. See, so she's not believing you. <laughs> um, it, it sounds yes. to me like what she's, what she needs to hear from you is, in essence, it's, I realize, I have come to realize and see myself in a different light. I see that I have offended you. I have wronged you in doing this and be it. And I would have a list. Make a list. Ask God to bring to your mind. It can be something you think very minor. Could be huge to her, depending yes. on what I her will, situation I will do was. This. And by the way, when I was in Russia and speaking a number of years ago, I never will forget. Um, there were a, 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 there were, this was a huge conference, and here were at the end of, of one of the sessions, there, there were women that were on the left who were upset with the women on the right. And all I know is, I, I didn't know what was going on because I didn't know Russian. I asked my translator, what is going on? She said, these women over here on the left, they're upset with these women on the right because they are saying it is wrong for wives to have to endure abuse based on the scripture, wives submit to your husbands, that they must, they must submit to abuse, being abused by husbands. And these other women are saying, yes, they should, uh, no, they shouldn't. And it was, this thing was going on. And all of a sudden, the seminary president stood up and he held his arms high and everybody got quiet and he said, June will teach the men on Saturday at the seminary. And I was shocked. This was a Friday. And I remember I that night looked at ev looked up every single verse on the word violence. Not one time is violence ever right in God's sight. Never, never. So, and what you find is when we see that scripture, wives submit to your husbands, the scripture right before that, immediately before, is submit one to another out of reverence for Christ. So there should be mutual submission. And never do you see it right to be violent. In fact, it, the Bible says, bring to an end your violence and make the righteous secure. The, my, my point is, uh, in her culture, she may have been taught wives are to submit to abuse, and she would know, I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, I don't know if there's a cultural issue here, but I'm telling you, this is a big deal. Women feel out of control when force is used against them, and they don't have the upper body strength as females, most would not. Now, there are ways to fight, but my point is your job, and this is where I would say, I have come to realize 
I need to accept responsibility and admit certain things that I'm seeing in a different light. I did do, I want to admit certain things to you. I, and I need to ask forgiveness for them because it, what I did was wrong. And then you state what those specifics are. Now, if you were to have this one-on-one, -on -one, let's say it has to be down the road, however long. But we'll say now is the time where you can talk with her. You go through your list, and then you would say, I recognize I was wrong. And I would like to know, I'd like to ask, would you forgive me? Now, if she says yes, fine. If she says, I can't, just say, I just hope one day you can. And But if she were to say yes, then you come back and you say, what else? What else have I done where you know I was wrong? And if she says, oh, it's okay, you say, "Not no, it's not okay. I need to hear. I want to be responsible and held to accountability. So it's not okay. What else specifically how else have I hurt you? How else have I hurt you? It's very specific what you say. And then you repeat, if she says you did X, Y, and Z, then you come back and you say, I understand, I did X, Y, and Z. Would you be willing to forgive me? What else, what else, until she has communicated everything that has been she as she would view hurtful to her and it may be things that you don't even remember but they did happen and that way you're moving at least toward the heart of reconciliation absolutely yes allow her to empty everything exactly Exactly, and you may have to wait quite a while before you have that opportunity, but it's the right thing to do. Absolutely, so, and I think uh, verbally, do you agree that verbally would be better than than writing a letter, yes? Uh, yes, uh, best in person, but uh, I mean it could be by phone if, you, if, if, if that's the most that you can do. We will send our keys for living on domestic violence called There's No Excuse for Abuse. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. And we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. Our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. <laughs>